Hey y'all. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not. Every stage of motherhood is awkward. Whether you have one kid or six, you're a dog mom, or you feel like your partner's mom, things can get messy. I'm for sure an awkward mom, navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life. Feel stuck in an identity crisis? Feel like your life lacks direction? Goals feel distant? Well, you're not alone. Tune in every Wednesday as I go through the crazy coaster called life with you. This podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is, awkward. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now. Like the voice changer is kind of just like one note up from their voice. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, like we know it's Tom. Like, Wait a we minute. No, it's Tom. Is that my neighbor, David? <laughs> right. It's like, David, is that you? Tom, call David. <laughs> I am pretty sure that David's on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> Can you, um, does it say I'm recording at the top? Lola is recording the call. Word. Hi. Hi. I am Lola. Perfect. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, we have actually been talking about travel a lot lately. So this was definitely like a great, a great episode to do because we're both planning some trips for 2021 because obviously 2020 has not been the greatest for vacationing. I think we're going to see a big resurgence of that and people really wanting to go somewhere, bucket list, you know, huge trip to make up for the time that they've missed this year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's because I already have friends that are like planning trips as we speak, cruises and everything else. I'm like, you guys are like on a roll right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a lot and it's travel is a great way to just kind of celebrate and let go. So hopefully we can all do so safely and have a good time and, you know, have the landscape change dramatically, I think, in the next couple of weeks as we start to see new regulations roll out and vaccines and all of that. So I think we're going to see some restrictions, but generally people are eager for travel to return. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I was really sad when all of our trips got canceled for this year. Like we had, we wanted to go to Alaska that definitely obviously got canceled. And then we wanted to try and we were, well, we did like some kind of state trips, maybe like Tennessee, like across the line kind of things like that. But we really wanted to like go a lot further, do a lot more. And we tried uh, New York and it's definitely like a completely different New York right now. So that was a real different experience than what we're used to. So I was just really hoping that 2021 brings some much better traveling experiences. <laughs> oh, I hope so, too. man. I certainly hope so. I really do. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Likewise. Travel is one of my favorite topics. So I'm really, I'm really excited to talk with you today. Well, we always do like a little introduction for our guests at the beginning of the podcast, but we like for our guests to kind of introduce themselves, tell everybody who they are, how they got started and what they do and what you're doing now. 
Great. So my name is Jen Ruiz, and I am a lawyer-turned full-time travel blogger. I started my transition when I took a 12 trips in 12 months challenge the year before my 30th birthday because I wanted to accomplish a big personal goal before hitting that milestone. And I ended up writing my first book on how to find cheap flights because I was able to take all of these trips while still employed full-time. And then afterwards, I transitioned to working remotely, which I've been doing now for about two and a half years. And it's been an interesting road uh, as a digital entrepreneur, especially this year where we've been rocked and the travel world has really changed and the landscape has changed. So all of my income streams have shifted. Um, I've seen a big rise in TikTok, which is where my biggest social following is now. Who would have thought nice. uh, when I here that I would be dancing my way to success? <laughs> Not I. And yet here we are. Not good dancing, but effective nonetheless. So, um, and that's what I'm up to now. I haven't been traveling as much internationally before, I would say. uh, And normally as a travel blogger, I travel about once or twice a month on press trips, just uh, different places. But here I've been traveling locally. I live in Puerto Rico full time. So I've been exploring the island, different Airbnb rentals, just kind of bucket list destinations here locally. I looked at Puerto Rico recently and looked at some Airbnbs there. And let me just tell you, I've never been, but I, we're, well, I'm in Florida and it is just like, I am going soon. I think <laughs> I'm going to try to go in like March or something because I'm looking at, I, I'm such a beach girl and I'm like, oh, these views, like this stuff is unmatched. So lucky you in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard it's beautiful. It is. And it's easy for Americans to get here. You don't need a passport. It's um, generally pretty affordable. It has a lot of treehouse destinations, you know, just unique places. You'll go behind somebody's house and you'll find natural pools all of a sudden that are, you know, open to the oh, public. Wow. That's amazing. A lot of different natural wonders, Pink Lakes, Luminescent Bays, the National Rainforest here that we have. So there's a lot to see for people who are interested. And for me, I'm definitely very lucky to be here and be based out of here because I feel like I, I still am exploring. I'm just exploring island life all the time, right? I don't get the same kind of European architecture or these amazing other things that I really crave. But it's there's so much to see here that I could be here for years and I still wouldn't find everything that there is to see on the island. That's, That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So lawyer, travel blogger, author, is did it kind of like fall in that that order? Or like, how did you jump from lawyer to travel blogger? Yes. So when I initially started practicing law, I think as a young associate and somebody that was waiting for bar clearance and all of that, it was very tedious work. So you're given a lot of like documents that you're reviewing, a lot of hours just doing all the stuff that nobody else wants to do. And so I needed a creative outlet. Like I needed something for my brain to be like, okay, this is actually something to look forward to today versus just like, you know, pencil pushing. So I then, since I'm a very, you know, very organized and efficient person, I would do all of my work within a set period of time, like the mundane work, get it out of the way. And then I would do something like write freelance articles for Elite Daily that used to have a contributor program and they would send out um, daily hot topics. And so I would like the challenge of like a a timeline that you had to submit something by a certain number of hours to respond to a trend that happened that day. And I was just like, I can knock out, you know, an 800 word piece now in between my other duties of the workday and nobody will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I found that the more I was 
doing these things, the more I realized that like I wasn't actually working on what I should be working on. Because if I'm craving so much to find the time and space to do these other things, then that's what I really should be devoting myself full time to. And that's the realization that I came to slowly over time. But it started with me sneaking it in wherever I could possibly getting reprimanded once or twice when people discovered it or like came over my shoulder and saw it the article I'm writing and I'm like well all my work is done Uh (laughs) so then can I ask you are you still licensed can you still practice law if you want to I do pay to keep my licenses you know in active status so I don't want to practice law or appear on anybody's behalf at the court now so I pay a reduced rate to keep them inactive but they're still like sleeping they're hibernating and I can pick them up wanted to and they take money to keep them hibernating so (laughs) oh yeah so you got to be working that travel yeah (laughs) so either way um, I'm still contributing to two different bars because I'm I'm barred in both Maryland and Florida but it is something that I choose not to practice or do even when I get opportunities even travel related ones like I've had travel associations approach me about contract review or speaking on behalf of you know contracts for influencers but I don't want that to be my specialty and I don't want that to be what I'm known for and I think that the more that you start detracting about like every random thing you could possibly speak of the more that you kind of steer away from your main message so I I don't want people to come to me with legal questions. Right. <laughs> so like, listen, I am a lawyer, but like, I don't want to do any law. Right. It's like, please don't ask me. That's kind of like me being a cosmetologist. Like, don't ask me about hair. Like I did not want to do the hair part. So when people ask me hair questions, I'm like, let me show you some of my other cosmetology friends. that actually want to talk about that because I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Listen, she's so good at makeup and I will literally have to get married a second time if I want her to do mine. She's just not going to do it. Like, and I even just, when I'm just like, it's my wedding day, she'll look at me and say, um, we should just probably ask another friend. <laughs> like, let's, just, let's just give that to someone else. It's okay. <laughs> I get it. 100%. That's like when someone asked me to do payroll and I'm like, please don't ask me to ever look at Excel spreadsheet ever again. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want to. It's a nightmare. I have that a lot of entrepreneurs have in common and that if people feel that drive, because there are two different types of people, right? There's the kind of people who like to have like that that aren't like a work to live kind of people and just want to have the bare minimum and like clock out at a time and have their life outside of work and that be their most important thing. And then there's the people who like really are just driven by something that they want to sneak in at all extra hours. These crazy entrepreneur people that just like have all these crazy ideas that take over their mind. Um, And I think that that's great and that that they should pursue those interests and that if you get that inclination and that calling and you keep coming back to that same thing, like that's not accidental and it may take some time to develop it and really figure it out. In retrospect, I realized that what I loved most about law was storytelling, you know, at its, at its essence, it was being able to get in front of a group of jurors and say, here's, let me tell you the story of what happened. Um, and that was the most appealing part to me that now I really enjoy as an author and as a, as a public speaker. So I think we have these innate gifts and we just have to see them shine in different ways. And the more that we can kind of cultivate that and figure out what they are and what we're meant to really be doing, then the better it feels, right? Because then you wake up excited, even if you're exhausted. It's so true. If you really feel a pull towards something, you have to go for it. You really, even if that's working at a desk, like I've never feel, I'm not good at working at a desk. I used to laminate my coworkers' lunch dollars. So like I'm, I can't sit at a desk. But like, if you feel called to that, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And if you're a person with a thousand crazy ideas, one of them is going to catch. Just go. Just start somewhere. Yeah, you have to. It's the art of actually like moving your body, like 
get into doing something and then you'll kind of just roll into it and just snowballs into whatever it was you actually wanted to do rather than just, oh, I kind of want to do this. Well, maybe what about this? And you have like a list of things, but then you never do any of those things. Yeah, you, you definitely have to try to know and you have to not be afraid to try and understand that not everything's going to pan out. Not everything's going to be the best idea because I think that paralysis of overthinking is what stops people. So who cares if you have ideas that don't work out? Cause that's the way to get to ideas that really blow up and who cares, you know, like when I'm making TikTok videos, who cares if a video doesn't do well because you have to post consistently to have a video that really does well, you know, like right. you can't sit there and insist on genius and perfection and wonderfulness from every single piece of content that you put out. Like that's, unrealistic and the most important thing is that a you're putting yourself out there in the game right you're making yourself a player you're making yourself known like you're actually taking part in life instead of sitting there thinking about it um and then you're learning as you go along because you're never going to start perfect nobody does um even the biggest people that we know have all started from somewhere and so i think that's the key is just to start so that you can start learning and perfecting as you go and, and getting better step by step yeah Okay, so travel blogger. So I'm sure everyone inquiring minds would like to know how does how do you become a travel blogger? Because we know of like the regular fashion bloggers and kind of the steps to that. But how does one become a travel blogger? I think it's really a field that is open to anybody that is willing to put in the work. And it can be somebody who is a travel blogger regionally about your own city. Let's say you live in Philadelphia and you want to be a Philadelphia travel blogger and you want to go and review. You want to have a section on the best cheesesteak. I grew up in Philadelphia, so I have some background here. You have a section on like Philly history. You want to have a section on like Chinatown hits. You know, you can have all kinds of content that you create. Actually, the more specific you are, the better, but you could have anything that differentiates you. I do solo female travel. You know, I do cheap flights. That's uh, kind of a big thing for me as well. So somebody could be doing adventure travel, climbing mountains, a challenge to see UNESCO World Heritage Sites or, um, you know, ancient world wonders kind of thing, or new world wonders or anything that might be the case. Animal experiences ethically, ethical or sustainable travel generally, you know, all kinds of niches. So what what is it that you want to do to differentiate you? Because you can't just be like random travel. Like try to have something that you think will really make you an expert and start producing more and more of that content. Because anybody can start a blog or a website. The key is knowing how to write content that other people are looking for versus just writing like a digital diary of your trips, right? The idea is to have your blog be helpful to people when they're planning their trips, when they're looking for inspiration for travel, when they're looking for tips on travel credit cards, whatever it is that you specialize in, you want to be helpful to others first and foremost. And you want to write articles with keyword research in mind, right? So I personally use a keyword research tool um, that I pay for monthly and I look and see what the volume of searches are on Google before I even write an article because there's no point in me writing an article that literally 10 people are searching for when I could be better using my time and my effort and monetizing this, you know, because it is time that you're spending on something that 2000 people are looking for and that I know is going to get me more traffic and more views, which at this point, my website is monetized through an ad network called Mediavine. They require 50,000 monthly views to your website to join, but then they pay you on a rate of thousand views to your site. So every day, that your website is getting traffic, whether or not you're actively working on it, is a day that you're receiving money from Mediavine. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So if you hear that, if you want to be a travel blogger, those were that's what you need to do. Those are the notes. So take it in. Because it's more I I want to just say, like, the people who really put in work, you can tell the difference between someone who's just snapping a picture at Disney and saying, I'm a travel blogger. It's like, well, no, maybe not. And, you know, there are plenty of Disney-based... I follow a couple of pages that are only Disney. Yeah, Where they know the ins and outs. Where I've been been to Disney World, and some of these people know every nook and cranny of the park. So when when you say that, like, be specific, I think it's so cool because I don't know how to navigate the park, but I know there's an Instagram that will show me where the short line for the Dole Whip is, where the good ears are, who has the best Christmas ornaments, the mm-hmm. mugs, and like, you know, some of them even go as far as to have like up-to-date wait times for things, which is yeah. super impressive. Crazy. So yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I think getting specific, that's the advice that I wouldn't think that would be, you know, necessary. But when I really think about the pages that I follow for travel, they really are specific and they know mm-hmm. the good restaurants and the good attractions. So, you know, it's really nice to follow a person that feels like, you know, they're going enjoyable places, but they also know the lay of the land, which is really nice for somebody to kind of go about it and do do the research for you. Yeah, you never realize how many how many different aspects of travel there are. Like when you think travel bloggers, sometimes you're just like, oh, like you just get on a plane and you just it's like, no, like there's travel bloggers for local things, for out of the country, for states. Like it's so it's such a huge niche you can kind of pick and choose what you're really good at absolutely and the better that you do the better that you brand yourself the better that you'll have a loyal following disney is a huge niche definitely because they have so many people that visit on a yearly basis Mm -hmm. and so many people that and still want to bring it into their homes even when they're not there um so like an article on how to decorate your disney christmas tree like that Mm -hmm. would do well even if it has nothing to do with the park and you're not there to have to write it, um, you know, and that can have affiliate links in it where you're selling, you know, different Disney themed Christmas gifts. And that's bringing in revenue on top of the ad traffic that you're getting. And so you're monetizing your blog now in all these different ways. Um, and I think that the people who do it well and really get that high volume traffic are easily making five figures a month on passive income from the blog. So it can be a very wow. lucrative thing. Yeah. And that's why they do it well and that's why they want to be helpful to you and that's why they want to provide detailed guides and table of contents like it is not for the faint of heart and it's definitely not just go and take a pretty picture that's more of an instagram influencer and that's okay too because that can be profitable as well um but understanding that your life will be constantly about instagram like you have to spend a mm-hmm. whole lot of your life on instagram you're posting oh, yeah and you're going to be dependent on campaigns we both do a teeny bit of influencing like a little teeny bit both of us we we stick our toe in because both of us get really eye rolly about it real quick because it does get to be very tedious we're both moms um you know pretty young kids not to say you can't do it there are plenty of moms that do it but like everything else that we have to do we're just like this is really overwhelming and you're right you do rely on campaigns i mean that's it it's gonna be campaigns period. I mean, and that's anything for as small as, you know, trading campaigns all the way up to like the people who are doing lives for Amazon, but like you have to grind and it is super competitive. One thing that I'm seeing with the people who do travel, everyone's travel, there's such a variation that I feel like there's something for everyone where I follow, you know, everything from solo female travel to families that are packing up everything and moving around with their kids. So, you know, in that regard, it's not like, oh, this sweater is in style for this season it's like oh no 
there's literally something from a person who doesn't like to leave their home, small hometown, all the way to somebody who wants to spend, like our guest yesterday, spent two years on the road or right. two years on an open-ended plane ticket. Yeah, just um, out. She's also a solo female traveler, but she's on the 50 plus demographic. Yeah. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked her for, for younger female travelers who are interested in going, but are getting that same pushback that everybody gets where people say it's not safe. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice for traveling alone, staying safe, and just really, you know, getting after it and not really letting people dissuade you? Oh, good one. Well, I think first and foremost, you want to be getting your rules and your regulations and your restrictions straight from the source. So make sure that you're visiting that country's website, their government site on travel, their tourism website and authority, and seeing the most up-to-date restrictions and understanding that those could change at any time. I do believe, God bless you. Um, I do believe Thank you. Uh, I do believe that in general, we're going to see more lightening of restrictions versus a tightening of them that we've seen this year in 2021 moving forward as vaccines are introduced. And in general, we learn how to cope with um, limited capacities and things reopening on a, on a you know, stagnant or staggered basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we'll see that work out. So I think don't be dissuaded from traveling. But first and foremost, get your rules straight from the source. You can make sure you're abiding by all the local laws. Then from there, I think it really helps to be part of female travel groups. I personally am one, I'm part of many on Facebook, but one of them is a solo female travelers uh, that is one of the first solo female travel. Uh, one of my, my good friends, uh, Megan Marr, moderated, and they do an excellent job of just really being very thorough and providing resources for women from tours to uh, groups to connect with, to meetup opportunities, all kinds of things. So I, I think oh, that- wow being part of these groups can be really valuable to get firsthand on the ground knowledge from uh, people in these groups that are already where you're going. Uh, so that, that's a really good connection. And then from there, so now you have like the country's perspective and I have the perspective of a local that you can connect with that's friendly and kind of connected in some way that you can contact or DM or something. Uh, and then from there, I would start planning your itinerary based off of the, what other people have done recently. So I would search recent posts, recent stories from people who have been visiting Uh, on social media, just kind of see what you can find and see what you can gather from that. See if there have been any restrictions that they've been talking about. See if people have been posting videos or new articles about this because this is a a hot topic and a lot of influencers are covering this. I definitely have a friend who just posted a video on TikTok about how to visit Disney with the new restrictions and she, you know, was covering all of that. So I think that that's another layer where you can go to just to see more updated information and how it really pertains to uh, somebody who's actually traveling and on the ground at the moment. Okay. I definitely have to say that, like, niching down for sure is, like, the best because even from our guest yesterday to you to, like, our Disney planning friends, like, that's dedication. And, like, you guys literally, you know the ins and outs. You know, like, you should be doing this first and you should do this first. And I feel like it's easier to kind of help people with what they're trying to do or uh, where they're, wherever they're trying to go. If there is some actual, like, okay, do this, make sure you've done this, like a checklist, like someone that actually kind of knows what to do. Not like, Oh, well maybe you should try this. And what about Googling this? And like, just not really knowing if you kind of like are doing a little bit too much, you're not going to be able to give that specific information that people need. Right. That's why I think to have community. 
And that's where I think it helps to have other spaces you can go to and really have a, a genuine perspective. And that's like what, and I'll, I mentioned Peru a lot because it's, it's the only international trip I've ever taken, but it was also like a backpacking trip where we like roughed it. So for us, um, getting there was really not that difficult and like navigating and, and, and Miraflores, almost everyone speaks English. So that was, you know, really easy. It's very Americanized. They have Popeye's, they have KFC, they have Burger King. But then we also went to Cusco, which is where Machu Picchu is. It's a little bit different there. And also we learned early on, be careful about the taxis because there is like, there can be kidnapping and, you know, you'd be careful. And if you're American, because you can get robbed in this and that. So those things that we did know, but I wish we, it was in 2015 when we went to, so it was a little bit like Lonely Planet and a couple of other resources, but not, not nearly as many Facebook groups as there are now in 2020. I wish there would have been a Facebook group because there's a scam that people pull where they try to see, make it seem like, um, they like you ask them to buy drugs off of them and then the police the, the police will come and they'll tell you that if you don't pay some exorbitant fine you're going to go to jail but when you don't speak um spanish well at all and then you're in another country and there's like fake cops there and some person trying to say you tried to sell them drugs or whatever i didn't know that that was a common scam thankfully the people at the hostel that we were staying in were locals they knew everybody in the area they knew what it was, but it would have really been nice to have a heads up because she, the hostel owner, was actually the person that said, hey, you know what? That's pretty common. That happens a lot. But in a Facebook group, I think that it would have been something where it's like, this is a thing that happens. Be mindful. So I think now that it's 2020 and there are so many places, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, you know, there are, there's Telegram, there's WhatsApp. There's so many ways to get the information where, you know, with us, we were kind of like actually reading real books. And then, like I said, on TripAdvisor, on Lonely Planet, on uh, Couchsurfer, you know, so it's not really, it wasn't really as informative as it should be. And, you know, that situation could have really been dangerous had we not had a Peruvian guide. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I agree, the more information you can get, the better. And knowing mm -hmm. local people is so important. <laughs> yes. Very, yeah, especially very when you important. get in like some weird accidental drug incident where you're like, "What drugs? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? I just wanted fruit." I'm Where's like, farmers well, market? and I had I had really bad altitude sickness, so I'm like, I I can't sell anyone drugs. I can barely breathe to get up the hill <laughs> to where I'm staying. Like I'm literally using a trekking pole, and someone is helping me. So I <laughs> I was so disoriented, but it was really it was scary. So you know, it didn't discourage me from going anywhere because now I'm 35 and I'm like, I want to take a huge international trip by myself you know to celebrate being 35 yeah so and i mean it shouldn't because i mean there's gonna be risks anywhere you go anywhere in any big city in the u.s that i've ever lived i've lived in baltimore philadelphia you know miami i've lived in big cities i'm aware of big city life and, and how to conduct myself how to walk right how to not look like, and I think if you carry that same sense with you when you go other places, and you'll find that generally people are going to be very welcoming. The more prepared that you are, the more at ease you will be because you will have your itinerary. You'll already have everything set. You'll have your reservations booked. Ideally, you'll know how you're getting places. So you'll be okay. That's why I like preparation for somebody who's traveling solo, especially those who are beginning. Like plan it out to the very minute. Be like the subway gets here at this time, this time, and this time. We're going to take it to this route, to this route. You know, like really get it planned out. And that's how you're going to feel safe because you're going to be like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I have everything planned and everything. I've double checked. It's open. There's going to be somebody there. I've made the reservation. You know, like you're not 
going to be caught by surprise. And I think that's a crutch that you can use when you're starting just to feel better, just to know that you have something you can count on and you're not going to be like lost, frantic, asking for help, anything like that in a place. You're going there with a purpose. And if you go with the same sense that you conduct yourself in every day in the U.S. as a woman who is in, you know, we have a lot of issues to deal with already. We got predators. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right on, right on local soil, right at the gas station. Yeah, for sure. Just go with that same street smart and that sense and follow your intuition. But I promise you that you will be surprised at how much more good than bad you find along the way and that you will be encouraged by all the people that really go out of their way to genuinely help you and make your experience the best it can be because they want you to leave with good memories of their country. Nobody wants you to leave and be like, this place sucked. So they want you to find the best places to eat and they want you to have a good experience. And if you're open and you're curious and you have a smile and you are, you know, to not to every random stranger, but to people you interact with on a general basis, tour guides, you know, hostel operators, things like that. You're going to find that people will go the extra mile to try to orient you the right way. Yeah, I hear that a lot with travel, especially with women, is like just make sure you're conducting yourself like you would at home, but make sure you know you know, the local rules, laws, where you should go, where you shouldn't go, especially if you're doing the solo travel thing. I mean, even if you're a man, like, you know, you still want to make sure that you're being safe and being smart and respecting the place that you're going because you also don't want them to be like, oh, here comes these Americans with their terrible manners and everything else. So you want to make sure that you're prepared and conducting yourself like an adult. And also the thing that I've heard from both both travel beautiful ladies that I've heard there's power in blending in so like I know we want to wear our best we want to do our best sleigh on vacay but from what I'm hearing if you're out and you're just kind of like traveling about and you're in the city alone and everything else flashy's not the answer like I'm both of you said the exact same thing where it's like yeah kind of learn to kind of you know blend in and be whatever because you don't look like an outlier or a person to rob (laughs) right Right. No, absolutely. And I will plan that out. I'll I'll sometimes have outfit changes because I know I'm taking photos at a certain place or I'll do a shoot that I'll do at the main hotel where I'm staying in the morning and then I'll put on like my big, you know, fancy thing. Um, So I am cognizant of that and what I'm wearing. And I'm definitely not walking through the streets wearing anything too attention calling, especially depending on where I am and what the, you know, what most women dress like there. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I think I don't want to bring on already more attention than I already get as a solo female traveler. Like people yeah. are already looking at me and already wanting to know like why I'm alone and asking questions. So I think I, anything on top of that is something that I discern when is the right time. And usually it's for photo shoots. And so I try to bring a change of clothes and really only take it out when I know it's appropriate and safe and daytime. Cause that's the best lighting anyways. Um, <laughs> and, uh, early morning before people even wake up sometimes that's a good time to have a, a place all to yourself be less self-conscious of people watching you take photos I set up a tripod and so yeah I mean I think there's a lot that can be done and I think if you don't have to be scared because it really is wonderful and I think maybe the first time or so you're nervous but then after that you start to ease into it and you start to go with the flow more and you start to feel comfortable in regions like you start to be like oh I'm really great at eastern Europe I think I'm going to wander out now to like western Europe or eastern I'm good at western Europe I want to wander out to eastern Europe you know and do more of like the Austrian Czech Republic and things that maybe not isn't as common as Paris um and 
you can do that. Just kind of incrementally work your way places. Start with Mexico and then like work your way to Guatemala and South America. Um, like it's really, it can be done. Um, so just baby steps and you'll find that solo travel really is a lot of fun and that you're going to love being able to wake up and decide what you do that day in a completely foreign place that is just full of opportunities and possibilities and like all of your favorite things and you just have to pick them. Yeah, Fine, I'll go to Tulum in 2021. You convince <laughs> me. I'll just go by myself. It's Don't fine. Don't my arm. I'll do it. Swim by myself in my <laughs> swim out pool Airbnb thing and eat a fruit tray. The float, the floaty one. Yeah, yeah. Pinterest too much. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You pick. What are your favorite things? What do you want to really make you happy? If for you that's a floaty fruit fruit tray, then you find the best one. On the entire Yucatan Peninsula, Google. You find it's like when I see it. I saw one the other day where I was like, "Oh my god, this speaks to my heart." It was like it was in Mexico, and it was just like it was kind of like a pool. Like it, it wasn't a pool. I think it was like a naturally occurring body of water inside, kind of like a cave thing. But it had a view of another body of water from the thing, and then in the floaty tray there was a cheeseburger. Oh, a cheeseburger! That was a cheeseburger. That is is amazing. That's a dream. Champagne. I was like, "Who's setting vacation up for me? What is this?" I need that picture for my vision board now. Just the cheeseburger and the floating fruit tray. I put it right, right onto my like manifesting thing because I was like, "Someone sees me, okay? Someone there was like, listen, I can't just do the fruit. I need a burger too.'" And I'm just like, "The girl who ordered that floaty tray, that girl's me, okay?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my vacation, guys. It's me. And that's the, that's how it starts. Find the things that you really want to do. For me, it was a bunch of things. I really wanted to volunteer with elephants in Thailand at a sanctuary. I really wanted to frolic in lavender fields in the south of France, you know, a peak season. I really wanted to go into a volcano in Iceland, you know. So find oh, the that you know. Oh, my like, God. That's how I feel about, like, Sweden and the Tulip Festival and then Th- Thailand with the big hot air balloon thing and, like, China with the lanterns. Like, Okay. Oh, the right. lantern. It's time, to, time to start going places. I feel like, like I have I, to I, go I places. Like first day of like school. Like when you go on a solo trip by yourself for the first time, I feel like it feels like that first day of school. Like you're nervous. You don't know who you're going to run into, what you're going to do that day. But it's like fun, exciting. I can imagine it has to be very liberating. Yeah. For most people, you get into a routine and you just kind of know what to expect every day. But when you travel somewhere new, you have no idea what to expect around every single corner. Like you're fully aware, you're fully present because your sensory, like taking everything in, the new sense, the new sight the new sounds, the new everything, right? Like it's all new. And so you're very much in the moment and it causes you to kind of just come alive for a little bit. And that's what I love about it. That's why I recommend it to everybody solo or with somebody that you really want to share the experience with, because it can be a great bonding experience to try new things together. So I think the key is just to really push yourself beyond the rut because it can get so comfortable and it can get so easy to just say, oh, next time, oh, tomorrow, or, you know, but if you just book it, just book the flight and figure yeah. out the details later. Because then you got the flight booked, so you got to figure out the rest of it, you know, one way or the other. Hey, y'all. It's Lola here, host and producer of the Awkward Mom Stays podcast. And let me tell you, hosting and producing this podcast is not easy. I had no idea what I was doing, and I still kind of don't. Don't tell anyone, but I don't. Buzzsprout has definitely been there to help me along the way. From hosting to helpful videos on what to do, how to edit, where to go, how to get music, you name it, 
they let me know how to do it and their Facebook community is even more helpful. So let me tell you now, if you are a podcaster or you're trying to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They've got everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can definitely click the link in the show notes and it will take you to Buzzsprout and they will walk you through everything you need on getting your podcast up, running and ready to go. Now back to the show. Sign up for flight alerts. I recommend that. I use Scott's Cheap Flights. Um, I've been using him for years, and he's one of my favorites. There's about 17, you know, other programs uh, that have replicated the model, but basically they just have people that are looking for airfares, flash deals, anything where there's a good price on a flight, and they will send you deals. I had a deal this um, summer that he sent out that was like a $170 round trip flight to Tokyo, and I was like, Oh my oh. god. <laughs> so I, I'm I thought to go you to were Japan gonna say like year. I thought you were gonna say like Texas to New York for seventy five right. dollars. Like I did not think you were about to come here and hit me with one seventy five like, to Tokyo. Like, yeah. like whoa, <laughs> okay, okay, that really okay. Yep, well, that's the bomb. To New York yeah. is a- trip to you could do that with <laughs> airlines like Allegiant frontier spirit they are always having routine sales for domestic flights but for international flights i do recommend that you sign up for flight alerts because they will let you know and these places just have error fares a lot which are mistake fares i got a 300 dollars round trip flight to argentina that way and it's just where somebody messes up and a human still has to enter the price. And if you buy it while, you know, the price is messed up, they messed, they left the one off and they're selling it for 400 instead of 1400, you know, round trip to Kenya and you decide to buy it, they might honor it. Don't, if it, if they don't honor it, you get your money back. So you have nothing to lose with trying to go for the airfare. You have a better chance of getting it honored. If you have an account with the uh, airline, like let's say you're booking an airfare through American and you're an American loyalty member, you have a better chance of them honoring the airfare. So it really depends, but they come up all the time and you just have to kind of be vigilant about them. Also just fair sales in general. Airlines have unsealed seats. Um, so those come up a lot too. So stay aware of those. And then if that's if you're flexible. If you're inflexible, then you have to get into travel hacking, which is just redirecting your expenses to get a free trip out of it. And so if you're going to be spending the money anyway, you may as well get a flight to go with it. Uh, yeah. um so if you open up and there are people who do this routinely like just for careers like travel hacking just like you know crazy people that just do couponing but like travel hacking um uh, but basically for anybody beginning you open up a travel credit card and the bonus miles that you get with the incentive to have that minimum spend threshold so let's say i open up a card with JetBlue and I spend, you know, $3,000 or $1,000 within the first three months or whatever the case may be, whatever their spend threshold is, then you get that bulk award of miles. And with that bulk award of miles, it should be enough for a round trip, you know, ticket to anywhere. I had a bulk award of miles with an American Airlines credit card that I wanted to use to get to and from New Zealand. I was only able to get the flight there for I couldn't get it round trip with the points that I had. So I booked the flight there, but I could get the flight back from Hawaii with the remaining points. And then I booked a connection out of pocket from New Zealand to Hawaii for like $200. So for about $330, I flew round trip from Miami to New Zealand. Wow. Oh, wow. And I think, well, and I think that's a lot of what discourages people is they, they say, Oh, I can't travel because it's just too expensive. I can't travel because I can't afford it. Um, 
which obviously we we talked about it yesterday, you know, just budgeting a little, a little less Starbucks. But I mean, honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, my monthly Starbucks budget could have bought that ticket. Yeah, for sure. Mine, like, two times. So it's embarrassing, but for sure. like. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you really, when you really think about it, you're, I mean, $175 to Tokyo, some tra- random travel deal, $175. I literally have spent $175 on coffee and lunch last month. I know yeah. I did. Just I spent that on Amazon, like, a week ago. So, like. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, really, you can afford it. That's what I'm learning. You really yeah. can afford it. You have to make an effort to. But what I'm also realizing is, like, deals are everything. I'm not signed up for flight alerts. I feel like I'm making a mistake. Yeah, I need to do that. I'm on um, Next Vacay. I don't know if you've heard of that one before, but uh-huh. um, I'm on that one. And that actually sends me, it, they just started sending them out again, I think, because of like COVID and everything, it kind of slowed down. But they just started resending tickets that they're finding and they, they have them from, you know, Canada and from, because it, it, it's from where you live and then it'll find you the closest airport. So it might be, I'm in Lawrenceville, Georgia, so they might send you one for Savannah to Dallas or Savannah or somewhere else in Georgia to New York. Like, it just depends on wherever they find the cheap flight. But they kind of give you a little bit of leeway, too. Like, you usually have about a month or so to kind of plan. So it's not, you know, last minute, last minute. So you still have time to, like, take off of work and everything. So, but I definitely want to check out that, uh, the flight hacking thing that that sounds travel I could, yeah travel hacking i could really really get into that i think i've learned a bit today <laughs> yeah i've learned a, a lot about ways i can get upside from not going to starbucks like i've learned some ways i could get to the uh, another Places. country yeah like yeah and it works the point redemption works for so many things besides just flights so you can also use it for hotels you can use it for different experiences but i just like flights because i think it's something that's the most cost prohibitive for people and so yeah. i think when you get the free flight to the place then once you get there you can find the food really affordably at street fairs and markets and you can get affordable accommodations so it's really the cost of a flight that tells people that or makes people think that they can't go somewhere so if you can tackle that uh one way or another with budget flights with flight alerts with travel hacking whatever the point whatever your uh method may be and just being flexible about that i really do believe the world is open to anybody who is who wants to see it and is able to legally you know with visas and stuff like that because that's a pain and we're very privileged in the u.s to be able to go to as many places as we are so do you have any advice for like someone who's aspiring to be a travel blogger or who is thinking about being a travel blogger maybe and they don't really know where to start or they're just kind of doing a little bit of everything or they've got pictures of their last vacation with family do you have any advice for them to kind of get get the ball rolling yes so i would say identify the value that you're providing what is it that's going to make you different What is it that's going to make people want to save your content, revisit it, share it with their friends and family? How can you stand out and really add something to the discussion? If it's that you're an expert in your uh, local cities, that that you know the best restaurants or, you know, the best dessert palette and you can discern everywhere to go and get ice cream around the world, you know, whatever your case may be, whatever you're good at, you're a hamburger queen and you know, like, and you have a site all about hamburgers (laughs) Oh, that could be a travel blog in and of itself. Like the hamburger. Maybe I just need to start a Mexican food blog. <laughs> right. Like just do just be a food blogger. You know you want to. Listen, um, I just want you to know I used to be a Yelp elite and I used to do reviews all over Orlando. And I have been to some of the most amazing, most fun things. And that was I mean, and 
we did that just taking pictures of food at places locally. It wasn't even like we were doing anything big time. And then it became one of those things where it was like every James Beard nominated restaurant in the Southeast I've been to. I know a lot of chefs. And it was literally just like take some quality pictures of food, give, I mean, write a, a really you know, even some of my reviews weren't great. Some of them were just honest, like, hey, you know, the atmosphere is great. The food's mediocre, you know, but it it came together so seamlessly. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. But it was one of the things where it was like I was I was actually out in the community eating. I was taking pictures. I was networking. I was posting up constant reviews. So it's like the content was consistent. I think in any in any blogging or any social media, anything, if you want to make money or do something you know, substantial, be consistent. Yeah, consistency is key. Agreed. So we asked this to, you know, everyone who travels, but for, with specifically a travel blogger, do you have a favorite place or favorite experience? Yeah. I have a few, uh, but I think that a moment where I felt the most relaxed was in a, a, the Lac de Saint-Croix in the south of France. That's just like this turquoise blue water and these natural gorges. Oh. It's just so still and you can rent a paddle bo- boat and go out there. And I was there on a Monday afternoon and I remember being like, I don't know what other suckers are doing today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not this. <laughs> and so that was my first time that I really felt just like unplugged, unwinded, like really just like, ah, like, so this is what relaxation feels like, like pure bliss. And it was there in that place because it was just so remote and so far away and so pristine and beautiful and surreal that I got the chance to do this, you know? So I think that that was the first time I really recognized that. But I've had many memorable experiences. You know, sunrise at Angkor Wat was incredible. Descending into the volcano in Iceland was definitely unforgettable. So I've had funny experiences just with meeting people. Um, so I, I think there, every destination provides a different memory and it's hard to kind of pick a favorite one, but I do gravitate towards that one. Cause I think it's so rare that I feel completely relaxed, like as you know, somebody with a million thoughts and ideas. So oh, yeah. nice to just be like, Oh, serenity. <laughs> that's really beautiful. And that's really inspiring. Like just you describing something like that makes me want to get on an airplane. So yeah. I can see I can see how your influence works. You truly light up when you talk about traveling and what you do. You don't have that same light when you talk about being a lawyer. So I mean, right, talking about right. travel makes your cheeks go up to your ears. And it's like, you guys can't see her, you know, currently because we're recording and it won't come out for a little bit, but it's a, it's a really happy face. What you do and what you love beams from within that those are the yeah. most exciting people, the most exciting people to interview and to really have conversations with. Well, I recommend Scott's cheap flights because he does allow people to stay on his free list indefinitely. They just get like 20% of the deals, whereas the premium people that pay for the list get all of the deals. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I like that because I think it really shows, you know, that he trusts the value of what he's sending out. And if people want to upgrade, they will. But if not, he doesn't like kind of con people into paying beyond the free trial period, which is a common complaint, I feel, with other competitors in the space. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of them. I mean, I think there's like a lot more than a dozen other people with the same model. So just find the one that you think is best for you. Don't necessarily narrow it down to your local airport. Leave yourself some flexibility because if that $170 flight leaves from New York and you can get to New York for 80 bucks on Allegiant, that's still worthwhile. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now I can get to New York from Orlando for $40. Sometimes with the one-way flights from here, because it's international, it goes direct. I have seen flights 
on Frontier as low as like nineteen dollars one way. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I mean, that's more, that's less than what it would take a tank of gas to take me to Tampa. So, I mean, I think that's really smart advice too. Like, Hey, don't, don't box yourself in because it might look like, Oh man, New York, that's just going to add an expense, but it's probably cheaper than driving to the next airport down. Like for me, if I had to fly to New York and pay $19 or drive to Miami and just be in the car for six hours, I would quickly <laughs> I'm gonna get on take a plane. The $19. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going straight to New York. Yeah, no turnpike, none of that. <laughs> so these are all good options. And if you're flexible, I really do believe that you guys will find a deal and have a bucket list experience in 2021. I am putting it out there. We're going to manifest it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I think everybody's going to want to go places. I think there's going to be a lot of decent, really decent deals because, you know, travel places have to make their money back too. So everybody, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be really cool and i think that now people will really take it for granted less making plans and keeping them absolutely people will want to make the memories because you don't really know when it'll get taken away you don't know what chances you'll have to you know really see the world so we won't take it for granted anymore and i hope that more people get out there and see that the world is accessible to them as well what do you do in your spare time I watch Netflix. I feel like I'm the worst entrepreneur because I should be doing something productive. Like, I don't know, running five miles and I do work out, but that's, <laughs> like, that's obligatory. Um, but like, if I really just want to relax, I love getting lost in a good story. Cause I love storytelling and usually I'm relaxing at the end of the day. So I don't want to read because I'm already tired of looking at a screen and like, you know, I'm kind yeah. of all day. So I just want to like get lost in some fantasy world of like the umbrella Academy where I'm like, wow, this family dynamic is nuts. Yeah. And <laughs> You know, like, it is adding some supernatural stuff and time traveling. Like I'm hooked. I'll be here. Right. <laughs> um, I would like to see where this goes. So that to me is really entertaining. Um, I also just like to ex- uh, well travel, obviously, but like try to do so with friends. Try to have some like new experiences, like go oh, stargazing or like try to find something cool to do locally, something different. And I think that that is maybe just my natural inclination towards feeling like that adrenaline of being present in the moment and absorbing new things. And so here in Puerto Rico, I've, I've seen a lot of that. There's been a lot of different events that have been taking place. And so I've just been trying to be open to all of them. Even virtually, I took a virtual belly dancing class with the wonderful. Oh, that's fun. Doing this. <laughs> See, now I'm about to go look for a virtual hip hop class because I want to go dance too. Yeah, you want to do you want to do the dancing. So now's your chance because you can do it in your living room. You don't have to be in a studio, yeah. which will probably be so much less embarrassing. For me. <laughs> So I just try to fill my time with, with those kind of things because it's different and it's fun and you can um, really meet a lot of cool people that way through communities. But yeah, when it's just me and I want downtime at like 10 p.m. on usually on Netflix, I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> I think every person that I know has burned through most of their podcasts and they're like, listen, I just have to watch another Netflix Christmas movie because I don't right, have anything right. else. Like I've watched all my shows. Now I'm going into shows I don't necessarily watch, but you know, this is where we are. <laughs> I, just, I, I say Netflix just for like to ease it into it, but if I'm being honest, I've also exhausted Hulu, Apple TV, uh, HBO oh, Max, yeah. uh, Amazon. Yes, we have all the games. Uh, yeah, we're all on the Let's... same page. Yep, just laying around at nighttime, like, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. And I feel like, you know, for a while, our news cycle was really intense too. So it's like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to watch that either. So I'm just gonna like, not no, do any of them. I'm going to go watch some Reese Witherspoon. I'll, I'll leave you guys to that, to the news. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you spend a lot of time on TikTok. You would be surprised. 
I oh, don't no, know. No, 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 no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> I would not download TikTok on my phone because I just love the videos that she sent me so much that I said, you know what? I'm not going to download TikTok because this is just, I like these too much and I think I'll spend too much time here. And then when they were like, oh, they're going to ban TikTok. I'm like, oh no, I won't be able to see any of the links that she sends me. So I downloaded TikTok out of necessity when I thought that it was going to be taken away. And now if I go on there, two hours disappears because it's yeah. just so funny. There's amazing content on there. I mean, there there's everything there. I like even found like a dad doctor that is just like always doing hip hop dancing. It's just, it's too much. I, I can waste so much time there. I try not to open it up because I told her it was going to be bad times. And, and now I'm a TikToker now. We always like to ask at the end of our show, what's next for you? Like, do you have any like travel plan? Do you have any travel blogs you can talk about? And just yeah, kind of you plug, plug your, your you can plug guess, your socials, yeah. you can plug your book, everything. This is your time to tell people where to find you, what you're doing, all of it. Yeah. Well, you can follow me at jenonthejetplane.com and on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all the channels, uh, same handle at Jen on a Jet Plane. I will be releasing my fifth book in January on how to turn your blog into a business that works out today, becoming a real travel blogger in a way that pays your bills and is not just a hobby that is frustrating and takes your resources and time without giving you amazing things in return. So I think there's a lot of potential there. So that's coming out in January. I also do private consult consultations for entrepreneurs. I have different self-publishing workshops to help people make their own revenue streams online. And I have a nonprofit that I run called People of Puerto Rico that helps local entrepreneurs also establish themselves online and just transfer their income streams here because so many of them are so based you know on brick and mortar stores and that really is impacted by travel so i'm hoping to do more work with my nonprofit. i'm hoping to continue at speaking events and conferences uh, and to continue helping people find a way to monetize their passion that's awesome and what is your instagram again we'll have it all in the show notes but if you want to spell it out it's for the everyone. cutest name jen on a yeah. jet plane it's so so cute, cute. Thank you so much. My friend and I brainstormed it and it wasn't the first one. So that just goes to show you that the key is to get started. I actually rebranded my site twice before I landed on it. So, but I'm very happy with it. Third time was the charm. And uh, it's like leaving on a jet plane, Jen on a jet plane, Jen with one N. So cute. All right. Well, Chrissy, do you have any other questions before we let Jen jet off to her next travel location? <laughs> you know, I live for a cheesy joke. That was good. Um, I, um, I do not. I just want to thank you again. It's been a delightful interview. I, you know, I feel like I even learned something, but I really just appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All of our listeners love to go places. So it's always nice to let people know, you know, how they can go places and really just make more people realize travel is much more accessible than you would imagine. So right. thank you so much for your time, yeah, for your you. advice, for the laughs. It's been a great interview and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Lola. I really appreciate you having me. No problem. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy hump day. 
And always remember you're beautiful. Lola. Lola.